0: welcome back to a bonus episode of full metal rpg i'm your host Brendan carrion today i am joined by matt gilbert from mantic games in nottingham uk matt what is up
1: hey everybody
0: welcome to the show thanks for being with us today man
1: that's uh my pleasure
0: my pleasure so uh we've had you come on today so that we can talk about um the latest fad that is ruining my sleep (laughs) uh vanguard for kings of war um it's my understanding that you wrote the book is that right
1: yes um so yeah i uh I am um, <clears throat> coming off the back of uh, a lot of the work I did with uh, Kings of War itself. Um, I took up the, uh, the, the mantle on this one and um, had a lot of help along the way as you know, you can't do these things all yourself. Um, so, you know, I picked up some of the guys I knew could help from, from other projects, um, but uh, essentially I, I ran this project, um, kind of put it all together, uh, pulling in the bits and pieces as, as I needed to. Um, So uh, it's all my fault, as it were.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I just want to say that over here in the States, at the very least in my local community, we've been kind of building a local Mantic community around where I game. And we are super excited for Vanguard. People are freaking out. You know, usually there's like a lot of kind of selling that I have to do to kind of get people to come down and play games. I got to be like, oh, hey, here's Dead Zone. It's really great. You trust me, you'll love it when you start playing it. Come play Dead Zone. But people are coming into the shop. They know about Vanguard. They're putting in pre-orders. They just know about it. There's a lot of excitement just kind of like in the wind for Vanguard. So we're really, really stoked. To see the final product,
1: yeah, um, yeah, we were we. You're never sure when you when you start a project like this. You know, you can you're you, you start one because you you think it's going to be good and it's exciting, and you you know it's exciting developing it and, and and doing it. But there's always a certain amount of trepidation that you know it it goes out into the wild and there's kind of tumbleweeds or or it goes up, <laughs> um, which is obviously what you want. And um, you know, we thankfully the, the the hype that seems to have kind of been slowly gathering actually with this one um, but now is suddenly coming to a kind of fever pitch is, is is great to see
0: yeah it's uh, really unexpected um, I I thought I was gonna have to do a bunch of promotion on it but the, it seems to be promoting itself which is which is so cool um, before we get too deep into it can you kind of just take a second and introduce yourself to our listeners kind of like let them know who you are what it is you do kind of like maybe how you came to it.
1: Yeah, so um, I've been working for Mantic now for just coming up three years. Um, before that, has actually nothing to do with the, the, um, the gaming industry at all. I did IT for eighteen years, um, and this was just my hobby. Um, so you know, the first thing I I picked up was like fighting fantasy books way back at the kind of mid to end of the eighties. Um, and then, probably a similar journey to a lot of people, you know, into uh, workshop stuff, early Warhammer, 40k, all that kind of thing, through to um, card games, battle tech, back to GW stuff, onto Mantic stuff, um, lots of board games and things like that. Um, got to know the boys at, at, at Mantic and Ronnie. Um, I happened to. Um, Kind of, I stick my oar in really and start doing um, bits and pieces bits of work here and there for them, um, and then uh, start doing writing and things like that. And then I happened to have some staff from my previous job up in Nottingham, so I'd, I'd come up to see them every every month or so. And then when I'd do that, I'd take the opportunity to, you know, go out for, for dinner with Ronnie and things like that. And we, we got chatting about uh, possible jobs and things. And then one day he came to me at, um, at uh, clash of kings actually one year which is our uh, kings of war tournament and said you know that job we've been talking about do you want it um and was uh, a chat with the wife because it was a move up to nottingham and uh, yeah move the whole family up and um, and that's where i am now so from it to uh to into operations initially um and now i've taken on the studio role as well so all of the uh, all of new product uh all of um, studio design work and commissioning and all the art and, and games and stuff and uh and a lot on the operation side still as well
0: wow that's that's incredible man that's like one of those stories that you know i mean you got to live it you know i <laughs> think a lot of people dream it but you got to live it you know
1: yeah just by basically really by sticking my oar in, <laughs>
0: <laughs> make it happen well i think that there's something to be said for that right you know yeah. kind of like knowing what you want and being sort of assertive about it and you know just asking right yeah exactly if you don't ask you don't get dude exactly so um you so you have like a pretty it sounds like you have a lot of a lot of duties over there um and it sounds to me like some of the sculpting is at least kind of like happening under your purview um people are so excited about the new sculpts that are coming out for the four new factions with Vanguard uh, what was done differently about their creation
1: uh nothing really i think it's just we. um i mean we we're, we come across as a very large company we're actually not there's only 23 of us uh, at mantic um so you know it's uh it's a, it's a very small team we don't actually have any sculptors uh, or artists or anything in-house that's all freelanced out so you know it's 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 We'll decide what we want. Well, that will get briefed out to, uh, to the sculptors and the artists, and then um, yeah, and they'll come back. I mean, we have, I suppose, in the last ooh, two or three years, we've probably uh, consistently using the same sculptors. So uh, they're learning. They're learning <laughs> how to sculpt better for the media, the, the end medium that the that the product's going to go into. Because you do have to sculpt and consider. Different things, whether you're going into hard plastic or PVC or resin or metal. Um, so they're they're learning that process. We've got a better process in terms of um, the kind of the approvals process and and you know we don't checkpoints from uh, from concept through to where models are cut and uh, and things for, for considerations of manufacturing um, through to end product. Um, and I think the sculptors are just getting getting better. Um, we, uh, the, so something like the, uh, the, the new Basilean models, I think are, are really good. That's one of our, uh, uh, probably our best and preferred sculptor, a guy called Luigi. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> something like the, uh, the Night Stalkers, uh, I think that was just because it was, um, very well briefed out and I knew exactly what I wanted there. So that was a, those were an art, that was a Kings of War army that, um, that I'd, uh concepted and, and done for uh kings of war uncharted empires book so in my head i knew how that that um that army should should look um and how it should behave and what i wanted them to look like but at the time i came up with that i wasn't actually working for romantic for i just happened to write that book um of course once i'm in here i can uh, steer the ship <laughs> in the direction
0: wow and say
1: no those models are going to look like that so uh,
0: Oh, that's so cool. I get to, you know,
1: when those concepts come back in, I can say, no, not that way, this way. Um, and then I can see them come to life.
0: Wow, that's amazing. That is really, really cool. Um, I'm realizing that kind of out of my enthusiasm here, I might be kind of leaving some of our listeners behind. Can you kind of take a second and just like kind of pitch Vanguard to people, kind of like let them know what it is, kind of like its pedigree, how it relates to Kings of War, and then um, maybe kind of, Segue into, um, like how did it come about? Like, how did this project come about?
1: So, Vanguard is set in our uh, we have two two main um areas of our own IP. Obviously, you know, you as you know, we, we do do some license stuff as well. Um, but we have got two main focuses on our own IP we've got our sci fi, our sci fi games in our sci fi universe, and then we've got our, our fantasy uh universe. Um, where Kings of War is set, where uh, Dungeon Saga is set, and now where Vanguard is set. Um, so it's part of that that Kings of War family, um, and I think it's something that the Kings of War players missed when we ran the Kickstarter for it. This was a kind of a, a real. Uh, it wasn't just a poor cousin. It was almost the second half of that that um, that that game they were playing. Um, so it shares a lot of the. What shares all of the law, introduces uh, new new uh, law and things. Um, <clears throat> but the the idea of Vanguard is that it's a it's a skirmish game. So whereas Kings of War is a mass battle uh, fantasy game on a big table with with huge armies, Vanguard's all about the small groups of elite um, scouts and uh, warbands that do the dirty work that no one sees uh, in between those bigger battles to either. Uh, you know, turn the tide, or or some dirty tricks on the uh, on the enemy, or to find where they are, that kind of thing. Um, so they they kind of they're they they're part of history, but they're the guys that go f- uh, forgotten because they don't see it. So you know, the guys out on the battlefield are getting all the glory because that's what his, the historians write about. They don't see the the, the little guys that
0: uh, <clears throat> they're actually
1: doing the, the the grunt work on the ground. So it's kind of fantasy black ops, if you like. Um, plays on a much smaller uh, board than your mass battles and you, the barrier to entry is a lot lower you know you've only got say 10 maybe a dozen models to paint up for a game rather than a full full massive army so it's a, so it's a great jumping off point from that point of view to get into the world and the world of um, anti but it, equally it's a uh, you know if you've already got a bunch of kings of war models and you've got some spare you know then you've got models you can make it you've got a start of a war band for Um and because it's in the same uh, same um, world, same setting, um, a lot of the uh, the magic items and the the concepts um, find their way into Vanguard, and they will equally find that they'll they'll port back the other way. And, uh, as Kings of War itself develops, all of the uh, the units, the models, should be familiar but we're going to use Vanguard as a, as a way of introducing new ones, new concepts, new model ideas, um, which again, will find their way eventually back into to Kings of War. Um, and we can integrate the two games together as well. So there's, uh, there's lots of hooks in there for the different scenarios that then you can feed into your Kings of War games to, um, uh, to integrate the two should you wish to. So it's a standalone game in its own right, but e- equally it, it, you know, you can, you can meld it with uh, your bigger games as well for a, big kind of narrative, uh, narrative uh, day of gaming or, or campaign or whatever it is you, uh, you you want to do and wherever you want to take your imagination,
0: really. And I think that's one of the things that's so just appealing about it. It's just because of the scalability and because as a uh, skirmish game, there's really nothing else like this on the market right now. Am I right?
1: Yeah, I mean, we looked at it, and people have been asking for a long time for um, for a Kings of War skirmish game. Um, you could take this Kings of War mechanics and just use individual models, but then it would just be Kings of War. You know, I wanted to. Write, uh, when I took this on, I wanted it to be something different. I wanted it to feel familiar as a Mantic game. I wanted it to feel um, fam- familiar. In, in its setting, obviously in, in the Kings of War environment. But I also wanted to be uh, kind of unique in its own right. So we had to look at what what elements, what, what makes a Mantic game? What elements do we take from other Mantic games that would feel familiar? Um, and then what do we layer into that uh, that makes this game uh, unique? And then different to others as well. Um, I mean, there's... Um, from the on the campaign side, um, you know we we're focusing on the whole warband in terms of uh, leveling up and experience and uh, and things like that. Whereas something like Frostgrave is really re- about the the wizard and the wizard uh, gaining an experience in experience and power and things like that. Um, that's probably I guess the most recent closest. Uh, game to uh, to this one in terms of its uh, scale and you know playing on a 3x3 three three and fantasy skirmish type thing we did
0: yeah i mean oh, there are other games that attempt to kind of do this but they're often written in kind of like this write off sort of way like it's like not really the game that you want to play they like write like a six page kind of brief and i don't think that they check it for balance or for kind of any kind of internal consistency they don't feel like their own games you know
1: yeah oh um, I mean, yeah I mean we, we we couldn't put we haven't put all the units into this initial initial launch you know that we'll roll it out slowly we didn't want to we, we could have thrown in 300 units all in one go but we'd never have never had a chance to balance them all um, you know you, you don't want to launch with a game that's hideously unbalanced I'm sure people well as soon as any book goes into wild people find some broken combination that you think oh dear okay yep um but, um, but there are counters that you know we thought we've we've play tested as much as we can we've done that with lots of uh, lots of different groups um, and done that quite publicly as well with with bigger groups and then tighter groups and I've now got a rules committee that I work work with as well um, and uh, you know as, as as we get feedback and as as, as um, people are playing the game you know we'll we'll refine it we'll roll out new units um, you know and we'll, we'll do that um, for all armies slowly. We'll probably do some downloadable individual you know, drop a unit here and there. Um, and then as the war bands roll out through retail, they'll get full, full war lists, loads more options, loads more cool new models. Um but that gives us time to pace it and, and keep the game balanced. Um and the the other thing we didn't want to do to make to make this unique, we didn't want to pin it to a particular theme or location. You know, we didn't want to say it's in a ruined city or this is in, you know, this is set in this area of the world, so it's all jungle terrain or whatever it is. So, you know, I was fairly agnostic in uh, how you set your terrain up and, um, and where you play it. Um, you know, you can play with as much or as little terrain and whatever theme you want. Um, the thing that, the, that makes it Uh, different is here is the scenarios um and uh, we've got 12 in the book um and they're also all those those black ops kind of things so um burning the stores or uh, uh, protecting your baggage train and all that kind of thing um and we'll release more of those as well some online um and in the future i've got um i've got a book planned for next year which should have uh, more scenarios in it again so uh, you know we're going to. We've got big plans for Vanguard, you know, alongside Kings of War, Um, and uh, it's uh, fun times ahead, I think.
0: Wow, so we're already looking at at the expansion, huh? We can already kind of, like, be thinking about that for 2019. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. That's so exciting to hear. We're very excited. Yeah. do you, do ha, when 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 terrain crate was being sort of conceptualized and the models were being kind of like designed, uh, were were they designed in mind to be used with Vanguard? Or do those two lines synergize?
1: Uh, but, but yes, I mean obviously there's the there's our battlefield uh sets. From Terrain Crate, um, I mean they were designed for that scale of of uh, model, because uh, obviously that's our Kings of War standard as well. So and, and pick your other fantasy battle or or, or skirmish game, whether that's uh, something like Frostgrave or, or Saga or something, or whether you still play um, Warhammer or or whatever it is, um, you know that it's it's all of that that scale. Um, so we knew that um, you know it would it would have a wide appeal. Um, obviously yes the battlefield things like the walls and fences and hedges and just the scatter terrain works great for a skirmish game like Vanguard um, and then as part of the Vanguard Kickstarter we did a terrain create tool of uh, battlefield objectives um, and then we wrote uh, kind of alongside that we we wrote a lot of the scenarios to tie in with those um, so that was really the only Vanguard specific uh, tool of terrain crate we did um, but yeah the other stuff is obviously kind of got almost instantly compatible with it um, and works perfectly with
0: it awesome now I have a couple system things I want to discuss with you since <laughs> since since you along with others wrote the book um first thing I noticed when I went into the game as there were like you said there were some very like uh, familiar things to other Uh, mantic games like for instance from kings of war i see that there's like nerve that nerve is going to be like the central thing that makes your character break off of the board um and i I like that quite a bit reminds me a lot of kings of war which i love uh also exploding eights from um like not only d not only d8s but exploding eights off of uh uh dead zone which i love yeah um what i found to be very interesting was uh that there's an armor save uh for each little character. And in and, and Kings of War, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Kings of War is like, it's like only one person is really ever rolling dice, right? Like, like if it's my turn, then I roll to wound, I roll your nerve test, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but this game will have a more of a dialogue to it. Yes. Like, uh, go, go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: So, Kings of War is a, is a much bigger scale, and it's far more abstract, um, so n- the the nerve stat in Kings of War is an abstract mechanism for tracking not only morale but the damage and deterioration on a unit. Um, with this, this game's much. It's you know it's a, it, it's a smaller scale in terms of you you're actually moving moving and interacting with individual models, and um, therefore the rules needed to be more granular. Uh, you're alternating activations um, rather than like in Kings of War where you know I'll have my whole turn. And to work with chess clocks in a, in a tournament environment, you know, I'm going to roll. When it's my turn, I do everything so that you're not interrupting me or delaying my, you know, burning my time or anything like that. With Vanguard, because it's because it's more interactive in terms of, you know, you're, go, you're moving a model, I'm moving a model, you're moving a model. Um, you've already got that interaction between players and that back and forth. Um, so I split out Nerve um, uh, separately, um, and made it actually about the model's nerve. Um, it's kind of its willpower and its you know, its desire to, to hang around um, from its uh, from its armor and its defense value. In effect, um, just to, to have that granularity um, and to extend that uh, the kind of the back and forth between players. Put uh, an armor save back in. Um, so you know, in Kings of War, yes, you you you're, you roll to hit, you roll to damage, you roll to break the uh, the opponent's nerve. They're not doing anything; um, they're kind of passive while you're doing that. Um, but I wanted some interaction back between the players, um, especially with the exploding eights. You know, it's more f- it's it's not very fun if you're rolling exploding eights for your for your opponent. What's the you know the things you remember are the exploding eights that you get. Um, so uh, so that's where the origin of that that came from.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now, uh, kind of on that idea of abstraction, um, the height mechanic is in Vanguard. So, uh, individual models have heights that will then kind of like combine with where they are on terrain to create additional heights, which will then like affect what they can be seen by by other things on the board. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I love that about Kings of War. I love that it's in Vanguard. Um, I love that mechanic. I have for many years um kind of piggybacking on that with movement I mean because because you say that the game won't take place in sort of like a frostgrave mordheim type abandoned city will movement still allow for like clean vertical movement was like consideration placed on like what if somebody wants to do like a really dense city fight with like lots of Gang planks and stairwells and stuff like that? Like, is that still going to be possible or will a, a more open, like pitched battle kind of field be preferable?
1: Um, it, as I said, it's, I wrote it to be agnostic to, uh, to terrain, but uh, made sure that the rules are in there to cover the terrain that you did have. So you, you may decide that a particular scenario or a campaign or a story that you're telling is appropriate to, um, you know, an area of farmland or some woods or something like that. But equally, it might be that you want to play the kind of the capture the supplies mission in a ruined city uh, with quite dense terrain. You know, that that's fine. So, you know, there are rules in there for, for obstacles, for, for climbing and scaling walls, for jumping across gaps, that kind of thing. I haven't gone as granular as, smashing down doors or fighting through windows you just count that as an obstacle um, um, you know or falling through floors though there are rules for falling um, if you happen to get pushed or something like that or fail a jump um, so there's a there's a, a, a level of detail I went to to allow for those kind of things but I didn't go um, I didn't go fully down to to too much detail because I wanted the game to play to play uh, quickly. Um, it is quite a brutal game as well, um, but I, I was looking at a game that lasted kind of sixty to ninety minutes tops. Um, so at some at some point you have to you have to say, well, how often is this situation gonna gonna occur? Do I need to write a rule for this, or can I you know, or is have we reached the right level? Um, uh, hopefully, we've got the 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 level right um and it satisfies everyone i mean people will always house rule if they want to take things further but that's part of the fun of the hobby i think
0: no doubt absolutely no doubt all right man so we're running out of time here uh, i just have a couple questions left for you i think that they're pretty easy answers the first the first thing i gotta know is um what what do you play i mean because i always like, whenever i meet a miniatures guy i gotta talk about miniatures at least a little bit what 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 army do you play
1: uh for kings of war i've got undead i've got ogres i've got elves um i think next will probably be the my abyssal army that has been sitting around in the box since it arrived from the kickstarter and i haven't had time to do and that's 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 quite criminal because that was about three or four years ago um so oh man <laughs> but i see so yeah, i haven't actually done any painting for with with the change of job and then and then moving and everything else i so, finally put a, a painting desk together actually last weekend, restocked my paints this weekend while we' were doing the Clash of Kings. I need to get myself a new lamp, and then I think I'm ready to go, and I might actually start paint, painting again for the first time in about three years. So that abyssal army might be one step closer to completion. Uh, for Vanguard, I have obviously I play tested a lot with with the models I had for the various factions, but first one I've, I've put together and, and got as far as spraying up gray, ready to be painted. Which will be the first models I do paint uh, is the Trident Realm, the uh, which is another one of the armies that I did in that Uncharted Empires book. When uh, when Ronnie Ronnie called me to say say he wanted that book written um, and to and that listed the armies he wanted, I said that's fine on the condition that I can do the Fishman army that everyone wanted for Warhammer. Uh, we'll have it for Kings of War um, and this and these uh, Nightstalker army that had uh, been kicking around in my head. I wanted to do that too. So he conceded and gave me those two as long as I did the other ones. So it was only, only right that I did at least one of those as my first warband. And I went with the Fishman.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, the next thing I need to know, and this is really for the listeners, because I'm all pre-ordered up. <laughs> uh, when will Vanguard be available? When can we expect it? When will we, when will we be able to like get it in our hands?
1: So the Kickstarter started shipping, I think the first order started going out this Friday, uh, last Friday. So that's going out all this week and probably uh, probably take more than this week. Um, and then after that, then retail orders will start going out to the retailers, distributors, etc. From the week, uh, week of the 22nd of October, official launch day, which we've got loads of events for. And we've got a, a kind of a Vanguard launch day. At our uh, head office is the twenty seventh of October, Um, and then the first warband post launch. So there's four going up on launch. Will be the dwarfs, um, and they will arrive uh, to retail in February next year, alongside some mercenaries um, and uh, an equipment car pack.
0: Ah great so much to look forward to very exciting times um so so matt i just want to thank you for uh coming on and talking you might want to re-record this one
1: in a minute someone's decided to use the printer next to me
0: (laughs) no i like it um thanks so thanks so much for coming on i really appreciate you uh uh thanks for for being on the show and telling us all about this great stuff that's coming up
1: well thanks for having me it's been good fun
0: Anytime, anytime. All right, have a good night.
1: You too. Cheers.